Hey, everybody. Hope you had a good weekend. Kings and Jazz coming up for you tonight. Ryan will have the pregame. He'll join me at halftime and postgame as Kings look to go uh, 4-0 on this road trip. No Laurie Market in tonight. So he's out with a back uh, issue. Of course, without Colin Saxon. So uh, no marketing for the Utah Jazz tonight. But make sure you join us again. We'll be on uh, with all the shows leading up to the game, during the game, and after the game uh, as well. How are those NCAA brackets looking, right? How are you looking there? You still got a chance? Where are you at? Are you, like, all dejected and you're, oh, my God, I'm already out of it. We're not even to the second weekend of the tournament. I think a lot of people feel that way. But that's pretty much the way it is every single year. But uh, it was a lot of fun uh, in, excuse me, in Sacramento this past weekend. So great that Sacramento was able to host uh, the first and second rounds of the NCAA tournament. So if you have any thoughts on that, we'll do so. Uh, NFL, a lot of players continue to switch cities. You have Lamar Jackson. He can uh, begin this week. I think it's Wednesday where he can uh, actively shop his services uh, to other teams around the National Football League. Not really sure how that's going to work. You know, he's representing himself and, Uh, There's been a couple of former general managers that have come out and kind of criticized that move, saying they don't feel uh, that is in his best interest. But anyway, uh, what do you want to talk about today? Hit your hand icon, and uh, we will get you right on. Again, the Kings with a back-to-back tonight, Utah, and tomorrow they are home to take on the Boston Celtics. All right, we got a leadoff man, and it is Connor. Connor, good to have you on the show. Hope you had a good weekend, buddy. What can I do for you? Hey, Grant, how are you doing today? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, so it's the first time I've called since I was at Golden 1 for the March Madness. So I ended up being at that Utah State-Missouri game, but then luckily was able to stay for the Princeton-Arizona game. I mean, that was absolutely incredible. I've never experienced anything like it. Every person in the building other than the Arizona fans were cheering on Princeton. I mean, it was just incredible to kind of witness history in person like that. That is awesome. Good for you. So – I mean, uh, you know what? I was really happy that you went there. And I've, I've spoken to some other people uh, that were there. My son was there. And matter of fact, he was working uh, the tournament. And he said it was absolutely unbelievable, too. He said it was incredible. Yeah, it was awesome. And then just to see a couple of days later, Purdue go down to a 16 seed. Just like anything can happen in March. I know it's only the second time it's happened, but it seems like yeah. any team can beat anybody in March. And that's the beauty of the tournament. Absolutely. Now, I would say this, though. I don't think there are a lot of teams that can win the tournament, but I do think that in the first or second round, you can have a 16 beat a one, you can have a two beat a 15, but those teams that pull off the upsets, they're not making it to the final four, and they're not going to, you know what I mean? That That's the only difference. But I, I would agree with you, in the first and second rounds, anyone can win. I think that is the beauty of the tournament. Absolutely. Yeah, and then to see another one seed go down in Kansas, losing to Arkansas, I had a question about that game. Do you think that not having Bill Self there, obviously he's a very decorated coach and everything, do you think if they had him, they would have won the game, or can you not put that much into a coach? No, on a college coach, I think you can put a lot into it. I, I Listen, I don't want to take away from what Eric Musselman and his staff have done. I mean, the one thing about Muss, you know, if you look at what he's done since he got to Arkansas, he's completely turned that program around. You know, last year they were one win away from the Final Four. I mean, they 
are a really good team, even though I think their regular season was, you know, by Musa's standards, disappointing this year. Do I think that they would have won? Bill Self? Yeah, I think they probably would have based on how close the game was. Yeah, I think that would have been the difference. Absolutely. Yeah, and then sticking in that region, I got my Yukon Huskies still in in the Sweet 16, so that's great. And they're setting up for a Sweet 16 matchup against Arkansas. And I'm just thinking, is there ever been a head coaching matchup with two guys as fiery as Eric Musselman and Dan Hurley? I mean, I'm really excited to see that matchup just on the sidelines alone. That's going to be pretty awesome, no question. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, there probably has. There's probably, you know – you know, it wasn't that long ago where the coaches were a lot more fiery uh, than they are today, it seemed like. But, yeah, that, that's going to be fun to watch. There's no question about that. I know Eric Musselman personally. Uh, I've known him for a long time. I have a lot of respect for him, so I'm kind of pulling for him uh, just because he's a friend of mine. But uh, And Keith Smart also is on that coaching staff, and Keith is a dear friend of mine. And so I'm kind of pulling for Arkansas just because of my friendships with those guys. But that's going to be a hell of a game. Yeah, it sure is. And I kind of had a question about March Madness in general. We think we see all these upsets every year and we see how fun the tournament is. I mean, I feel like March Madness is about as good as a postseason in sports as you can have just for like the casual fans, because yes. are casual sports fans really going to be watching? I don't think they really like the NBA finals or the World Series no. much. I mean, I think a lot of casual fans watch March Madness, the Super Bowl, obviously. I think maybe even the Stanley Cup finals, but I mean, is there a a playoff kind of scenario that is run better than March Madness? No, I don't know if I agree with you about the Stanley Cup. I don't think a lot of casual fans watch the Stanley Cup, but I do think you hit it right on the head. I do think a lot of casual fans watch the NCAA, and I think a lot of that has to do with office pools and pools at school. You know, people just fill out a bracket and they have fun with it and they follow the tournament. And I think it's fun to do that. But uh, the ratings for the first weekend are through the roof of the NCAA tournament. So that tells you, you know, everything you need to know. Uh, America loves college basketball in March, and the ratings reflect that. No doubt about it. Yeah, and then the next thing I wanted to get to is talk about the Kings a little bit. Obviously, they got a chance at a perfect road trip tonight. I've just kind of been thinking recently, when we were going over after the All-Star break, the schedule for the rest of the season, everybody was talking about, how difficult it was going to be. And they're really going to be tested with the Bucks and all these great teams. I mean, they have the best record in the NBA since the all-star break. It's just, it's mind blowing that they're, they've been this good, this consistent, this consistently yeah, since the break. Yes, you are correct. But you have to put a butt in there. They've gotten every single break that you can get starting with Portland, no Damian Lillard, no Jeremy Grant, because they were resting. Then no Kawhi Leonard. Then no Shea Gilgus Alexander, no Kevin Durant. All right. Now no Laurie Marketing. I mean, you cannot ignore, you know, the breaks that they've received along the way. So, you know, you have to factor that, that you have to factor that in. Yeah, I agree. But one thing is Kings teams in the past, it seems like they would be kind of play better against teams at full strength and they would lose a lot of games that they shouldn't That's true. have. And this season, it seems like they're taking care of business every game that they should win, other than the, those first couple months of the season where they had some bad home losses. It seems like they're starting to take care of the games they need to. I would agree with that. And I think their positioning coming out of the All-Star break where, you know, every game is so important in terms of playoff seating, 
has kept their focus where it needs to be. So I think that's part of it as well. But, you know, again, the, the, the one game that, you know, both teams had their, their main players was the Milwaukee game, and that was a fun game. That was a really good test for Sacramento. They lost the game, but I think they also gained a, a deal of confidence, you know, even in that loss. But, you know, again, the Kings, and again, you have to make your breaks and you still have to go out and win, but they have received every single break that you can get coming out of the all-star break. I mean, they just have, it's been, I've quite frankly, and I was talking about this with Ryan earlier. I've never seen anything quite like it. I've never seen a team get as many breaks as the Kings have been getting. It's unbelievable. It is truly unbelievable. Yeah. And they're getting another one of those tonight without marking in Clarkson and Sexton. So, yep. I mean, this game, yep. it's kind of scaring me a little bit because I mean, this team's going to lose eventually for the rest of the season, but I mean, it seems like this game could be like a trap game where maybe they come out sluggish it, and stuff and get punished. But, it, I mean, they it, should it, take it care be, of this. It could be. But here's the other aspect. It doesn't really even matter if the Kings lose. I mean, it really doesn't. They're not going to be any worse than a third seed, Connor. So they're either going to be I, – I, again, I'm not going to say one because I don't think they're going to be one. It's possible with the way Denver's playing, and they do play the final game of the year. So I'll, I'll just – for sake of conversation, the Kings are either going to be the first seed the second seed or the third seed in the West. So personally, like losing a game or two that maybe you should win right now is not the end of the world because they have built up such a cushion between the third and fourth place team. So I'm, I'm not even that worried about it if they lose tonight. It's not a big deal. Yeah, that's a good point. And then I had a question about another Western Conference team. Are you surprised about how well the Grizzlies have played without all their missing pieces and stuff in the last couple of weeks? Yes and no. Um, you know, again, we talk about breaks. They had Dallas twice without Kyrie Irving and without Luka Doncic. They probably don't win either of those games if those players are playing. So I, I look at, you know, the, the, the games that they've played. I am surprised that they were able to beat the Warriors as easily as they did twice. You know, that that is, you know, that jumps out at me. But um now they're going to get Morant back, as you said, I think, earlier on the show that he's listed as uh, probable for the game coming up on Wednesday. So it's going to be a race to the finish line. There is no doubt about it. It's going to be a race to the finish line. And when you look at the games tonight uh, in the NBA and we talk about Memphis, and you know, I mentioned this last week, that it's absurd that they're playing the Mavericks four times in a span of like one month at the end of the season. It's ridiculous. But you have the Timberwolves are in New York. You have the Warriors in Houston. Those are the other games in the West. And as we said, uh, the Mavs uh, and the Grizzlies. But, you know, again, they, they and I think Kyrie Irving is playing in that game tonight. But the Grizzlies have caught some breaks as well. But getting Morant back, it's going to be interesting to see how the team and he gel now. He's missed quite a bit of action. Yeah, and then the last thing I have for you today, I don't know if you'd agree or everybody else listening would agree, but I'm getting really sick and tired of hearing about this whole Warriors and Grizzlies back and forth with, Draymond Green, yep. Clay Thompson, and Dylan Brooks just trash talking every game, and Clay Thompson showing his showing off his four rings every chance he loses. I mean, it's just it's getting I'm getting sick of it, especially with a Warriors team that's had a down year. It seems like the players and their fans are just trying to make up for that by talking about the past. Yeah, it's turned me off too. I got to tell you, it just has turned me off absolutely. I mean, Draymond Green's always in the middle of it. Uh, Dylan Brooks to me uh, needs some counseling. And by counseling, I mean, he needs uh, some veterans to sit his ass down and teach him what it's like to be a professional. 
because his act is growing very, very thin too. So I think you make a very good point. I'm with you on both of those things. Yeah, that's all I got today. I'll be tuned in to all the shows tonight. I appreciate it, Connor. Thank you, bud. Bye-bye now. He makes a really good point, you know, about that Memphis Golden State. Enough already. Seriously. Enough already. You know, the Grizzlies, you know, they haven't done anything. And yet, you know, they Dylan Brooks acts as if they've won, you know, eight championships or whatever. And Dylan Brooks to me, you shut up and play, would you please? It's it, it, Draymond Green, same thing. It's ridiculous. So you look at the standings right now. Uh, Sacramento and Memphis both at 43 and 27. Kings have the tiebreaker. Phoenix is six games back in a loss column in fourth. The Clippers are 38 and 34 and five. Dallas is 36 and 35 and six. And then the Warriors are 500 with 36 losses. Oklahoma City is a half game behind with 36 losses. And then Minnesota and the Lakers with 37 losses apiece. Looks like Portland has bowed out. They're done. They've lost six in a row. And uh, they're, they're not relevant. So, you know, again, if you're second, you know, there's a real good possibility you're going to be playing the Golden State Warriors in the playoffs. And again, I wouldn't want that. I just wouldn't. But that's they got to be healthy. They got to be healthy. All right, let's get to uh, Al. Al, hope you had a good weekend. How are you today? All right, we got a little problem with Al, so we will uh, get to uh, Brian. Brian, welcome to the program. How are you? I'm doing well today. How was your weekend, Grant? Very well, thank you. Yeah, no, you just actually brought up the point I was going to comment on with the seating. The Warriors and their history, I just don't want to play them in the first round. I know it's awesome that we have this cushion, and as you alluded to, you know, as of now, second or third seed. I thought the Warriors are going to start playing better and kind of jump up, but that just has not happened. And, you know, based on those teams, a first-round matchup versus the Mavs over the the pedigree of the Warriors in a playoff series is uh, far, far superior. And I'm just hoping it works out that way. You can only control what you control, but that does make me a little nervous even with this pad right now. Yeah, and who knows about Andrew Wiggins? Is he coming back to the team? Is he going to be out? I mean, they've really missed him. You know, the Lakers, we know about LeBron. I guess he's not close to coming back. But, you know, again, if you play either the Warriors or the Lakers in the first round and those teams are healthy, they're going to be the favorite, regardless of how well the Kings have played. You know, and as far as the Warriors go, I don't know about you, but I'm just kind of leery about playing Steph Curry where you got to beat him four times in a seven-game series. You know, as good as Fox has been, Steph Curry is on a different stratosphere. Oh, 100%. You know, the Kings have never been there. I mean, our best tests on playing a team multiple times uh, to our benefit is these teams in these back-to-back games this year. But with the game-to-game adjustments, players, that alike, that's just not a good first-round matchup for us, in my opinion, to get our feet wet in the playoffs. I'd, you know, much rather – well, uh, play them second round, you know, looking ahead in a perfect world, but it is what it is. Uh, it does. Well, the Kings, you know, thing, I'll tell you at, what could be, a, I'll tell you what could be a really fun game is the last home game of the year is against the Warriors and the Kings could be fighting for the second seed or the first seed. And the Warriors could be fighting to get into the top six and not be into the play in, you know, I can't forecast that far ahead, but that could be one hell of a game and it would be a good measuring stick 
you know, to see where the Kings are head to head with the Warriors. Yeah. And these teams, I mean, they're still bunched together and there's a handful of games, you know, Clippers, 34 losses down uh-huh. to 36. So there could be some move in these last, you know, a handful of games left. I mean, two games is not, you know, terrible uh, amount to jump up and, you know, move backwards. It's going to be pretty interesting in this bunch, that's for sure. And then no question. Uh, just switching gears here real quick, I 100% agree. Uh, the NCAA is the best sporting event around. I don't even follow college basketball at all during the regular season, but I love March Madness. I love the, the format, four days, back-to-back games, one game ends yep. on a buttery visa, you go right on to the next one. You just cannot beat that format with any other sport. No, you can't. It is the best, and I'm with you. I don't really follow college basketball anymore during the regular season. Uh, you know, when I was doing the NBA for 32 years, I didn't have time. Like, the last thing I wanted to do on my off night was watch college basketball, or even when right. I was on the road. You know what I mean? Like I just, I had enough basketball on my menu. So I, I'm with you on that. But when March comes, I mean, it's a whole different game. I love watching the games just like you do. Yeah. You, you know, lastly, the first couple of rounds, it really is, as these last few years shown, the, the mid-majors have really narrowed the gap and you really don't know what's going to happen. Every game is a, nope. is, a, is a must watch. You just don't know. Yeah. You're right about the mid-majors and, you know, schools that have players go there for, you know, three and four years, they upset teams that are a lot of one and dones. And so there is, there is some, there is something to that. And again, it's the beauty of the tournament and why we have so many upsets every year. 100%. So always good talking Grant. I'll talk to you again soon. All right. Take care. Bye-bye now. All right. This show is sponsored by better help stress. We all have it to a degree, big, small, but I think you can agree we all carry around different stressors. Most of you know what I've gone through the last four years, complete career change, moving across the country, filing a lawsuit, being in the news often, dealing with all of that, trust me, has not been easy. And if you keep things bottled up, it can really have a negative impact on your life. Therapy is a safe space. You get things off your chest. You can figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills. You can set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And you know what, folks? It's not just for those who have experienced major trauma. Hey, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's online. It's easy, convenient, flexible, and it's suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. Switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash grant today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash grant. If you want to get in on the program, all you got to do is uh, hit that hand icon and I will put you up. Don't forget, we will have the pregame on YouTube. Ryan will do that and then he'll join me for halftime and postgame tonight, the Kings uh, and the Jazz. All right, let's try Al one more time. Al, what's going on? Al? All right, Al has these issues every now and then where he cannot get on. I don't know what the deal is there, but... Thanks for trying, buddy. Do appreciate that. All right, don't forget you can order my uh, T-shirt if you don't like that on my website, grantnapier.com. Order your shirt today. And we are going to start something tonight on the YouTube show for the fans that are out of Sacramento and are abroad. 
Um, I have a friend that is in Vietnam and he called me yesterday. He was on the beach in Da Nang and four guys walked down the beach in King's jerseys. And he goes, Hey, are you guys from Sacramento? And they go, yeah. And they ended up having, you know, a beer together. They took pictures and I'm thinking, you know, how cool is that? And so I talked to the guys and gave them, if you don't like that, you don't like NBA basketball. And they went freaking crazy. And, you know, I had a brief conversation with them, but so I'm going to put the picture on the post game show tonight. I'll also put it on Twitter and I want people that particularly are Kings fans that are following this team from around the world to show me where they're at with their Kings gear on. And we can have a lot of fun doing that. Cause if you listen to our shows, it's pretty amazing. As a matter of fact, when I was on with Sean Salisbury and then Ryan a little while ago, uh, we had a person from Fiji chiming in and they said, Bula, and they will be watching the shows tonight. And again, we've got fans as we've chronicled from really all parts of the globe, Australia, Europe, Asia. It's great to have people on board. So uh, we'll start that coming up tonight. All right. If you want to get in on the show, just hit your hand icon, raise your hand, and we will do that. Kings and the Jazz tonight. No Laurie Marketing. He is out with a, a back issue. So uh, the Kings will be going up against the Jazz without him. We're still waiting on who's playing and who's not uh, for the Kings as uh, they get closer to tip off. And we'll get a little better idea of whether uh, Kevin Herter will be playing, Trey Lyles. Uh, anybody else, all right? We'll get the official word uh, coming up, all right? But again, Laurie Markkinen is not playing. He is out for the Jazz. And you know that the Kings can actually clinch a playoff spot this week. How about that for you? They can clinch a playoff spot. Wow. How about that? Yeah, I know. I know. I had to pause and just hear it myself that the Kings can actually clinch a playoff spot uh, this week. Again, the games tonight uh, involving the Western Conference standings uh, at Madison Square Garden. It's the uh, Timberwolves. And then uh, the Warriors are in Memphis. Or excuse me. No, I take that back. The Mavericks are in Memphis to uh, take on the Grizzlies. So let me give you the games again. The uh, Timberwolves and the Knicks, the Warriors are in Houston, and the Mavs are taking on the Grizzlies uh, in Memphis. You know, the Rockets have actually played uh, better. Their younger players are really starting to uh, come around. They're not an automatic W anymore. You know, again, they're 5-5 five and five in their last 10. That's a big-time improvement. And, of course, we know the Warriors have been pathetic on the road this year at 7 and 29. All right, let's get to some more phone calls and we say hello to Jerry. Hey, Jerry, good afternoon. Hey, Grant. How are you, sir? Um, I loved I'm your good. rant this morning, Grant. It was uh, it was spot on as usual. Thank you, buddy. Grant, do you mind, uh, sir, I want to ask for permission if I can do a rant. Is that is that okay? Go right ahead. Go right ahead. All right, Grant. Uh, all right. All right. Uh, you know, hopefully I don't get nervous, but um, here we go. All right, folks, let's call it like it is. Aaron Rodgers, for the last couple of years, we've seen you whine, 
Roll your eyes when your receivers drop the balls. Pile on the sidelines when things don't go your way. You say you want clarity, but we all know that you want control. Fans are sick of it. Ownership is sick of it. This is the bottom line business. What have you done for me lately? One championship with all the great Packer teams that you had, besides winning that one championship, what have you done? People don't remember NFC championship games. They remember winning championships. Enough of this drama. Stop it already, would you? And that rant is brought to you by Zoom 180. Just go to zoom180.com and check out this revolutionary new flashlight with five LEDs. It is awesome. Check it out today. Go to zoom180.com. Nice job, Jerry. Very Thank nice. Thank you, Grant. Very you know nice. what, Grant? You know what? You and Ryan are doing a great job. You know what? I can't wait to listen tonight to the shows. You guys are doing awesome. Please keep up the great work. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. Good rant right there by Jerry. I'm very impressed. Very impressed. Love it. All right, Al, this is your last chance. Come on, Al. I need to hear your voice. Al? Uh, Grant, can you hear me? I can hear you, Al. Yes. Welcome to 2023. Yeah, I know, man. You know, Al, just call me Fred Flintstone. You know, I'm (laughs) driving my car with my feet. I just want to thank you for uh, responding to my uh, question about a local golf pro for my uh, my brother-in-law and I, I went and sked, I surprised him with the golf lessons at Hagen Oaks. So I want to thank you for your Good. for your suggestion. Was Tom the guy who used to call you on your golf hour? Was he one of the? Yeah. Yep. Tom's great. Tom Tom Morton. The Morton family owns Hagen Oaks, and uh, Tom's great. Uh, he's 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 as good as they come. The Morton family, they're awesome. They do a fabulous job. Hagen Oaks is as good as it gets. My brother-in-law was thrilled. He couldn't believe it. I mean, I got the, I had a question for you on a personal note. So I could, what would you advise him? Like if you were talking to him, showing an interest in a sport, how would you start out? Just kind of slow, maybe take some cl- lessons and a couple well, classes. I would, take, I would, I would, I would definitely take some lessons. I think if you're starting out anything, any sport, I think you need to take lessons. If you're starting to play tennis, you're going to take lessons. If you're going to start playing golf, you know, you need to take lessons. And then after that, you know, it's very important that your golf clubs fit your swing. Golf clubs are not all the same. They're all different based on your height, uh, the size of your hands, um, how you swing. Not everyone swings the same. Even even professionals swing differently. So the angle, the lie angle, the law, you know, all of these things can be adjusted. And the computers now, now uh, have the ability to tell you mm. – exactly how your club needs to be set up based on your swing, which is wow. going to make it more advantageous for you to hit the ball where you're trying to hit the ball. It's just amazing how everything's so computerized in this day and age. That, that's just phenomenal. I just wonder if this kind of technology was around the, in the 60s and 70s when I was watching Lee Trevino no. and Jack Nicholas. Boy, can you imagine how no. those guys would have, how much oh. better they might have been if they if this technology was available back then? Yeah, the technology today is unbelievable. I mean, it tells you the spin ball, uh, the spin on the ball. It tells you wow. your launch angle. It tells you the velocity mm. of the ball in the air. It tells you the velocity of your swing. It uh, has side spin. It tells you everything. I mean, literally, Jeez. I mean, if I go to a driving range and they take me into the, it's called the Player Performance Studio at Hagen Oaks. Right. And if I have three different drivers, 
the drivers are all different and the results are incredibly different based on my swing. And they'll literally fit you to the driver that mm. makes the game better mm. for you based on how you swing. And it makes a big difference. Drivers now can be set up so differently. There's They're weighted now, and you can move the weight uh, around the circumference of the driver head, mm. and it does make a big difference. You know, whether you fade the ball, whether you, you know, draw the ball, whether you have a low ball flight or a high ball flight, like with my wow. driver, I have what they call a medium ball flight. I don't hit my ball very high in the air. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I need a driver that is, again, I don't know what type of driver, but I need a certain loft mm -hmm. with a certain, that the shaft has to be, you know, a certain flex to give you the the best ability, the best chance to hit the ball. Wow, that's phenomenal. That, so thank you so much for that. That's just phenomenal. And I have to say, I love the rant. I had laughed out loud when you mentioned show name as finishing in the Rams uniform. Like, oh, I remember that that year too. Yeah. It was 1976 and, or 77. And Pat Hayden was like his second year in, on the team. And Joe lasted four games into the season and his knees yeah. just couldn't hold up. And, but I could barely you. walk. You know, and other players in the league, man, they kind of like were hands off Joe. He had a lot of respect around the league. Like he was, you could see yes. some of the cover guys were even just laying up or just not not wanting to take them out. So phenomenal to see when he had some real ornery ca cats back then who were playing for the, you know, because they were mean. And, you know, ornery, oh, yeah. I watched I watched Joe Namath play as a kid quite often. I was at the Jets games and. You know, uh, Emerson Boozer and Matt Snell were in the backfield. Don Maynard was the receiver. And, you know, they, they, I mean, obviously they won the Super Bowl in 69, but it was a, it was fun watching Joe Namath play. He was great. Did, was Burt really excited with the, when the big upset over the Colts in, in 68? I mean, did he almost, did he try to go to the game? No, he didn't go to the game. Uh, we watched it on TV, but, no, we didn't go to the Super Bowl that year. No, but we went to a lot of their Jets regular season games that year. I can't remember. I, I honestly don't remember if we went to the playoff games. I'm sure we did, but I don't remember that. And I imagine he was pretty happy, though, with, with them. Uh, that was a huge you know, my, dad, my, my dad really wasn't a Jets fan. Uh, we were gotcha. all big Giants fans. I can't right. remember. You know, my dad loved the underdog. My dad always rooted for the underdog, you know, if his favorite team wasn't playing. So... Yeah, he was probably rooting for the Jets as an underdog, no question about that. Ooh, they were like 18-point or something underdogs in yep. that game, man. That was a huge upset. Yep. And it's funny you mentioned players getting traded. I was It was a painful memory, but Deacon Jones, who my first sports hero, the Deacon got traded to San Diego. Oh, I, I was so sad. And then yep. Roman Gabriel gets traded to the Eagles. So it can yep. – guys, look at Jerry Rice, the greatest, maybe the greatest player – Whoever played the game, for God's sake. So it happens, you know. I don't know why. Yes, it does. You know, Ronnie Lott. You know, Ronnie Lott didn't end his career with the 49ers, right? Nope. No, I mean, Ronnie Lott. I mean, when I thought about the Rams, I could only think of like Young Blood, Jack Blood, your your buddy, former yep. partner, a Jackie Slater, Merlin Olsen, and then maybe a Tom Mack, who was her Hall of Fame guard. I can't think of a lot of guys off the top of my yep. head. That that went start to finish with just one team, and and that and that's yep. that's a 
interesting thing to do. But uh, just real quick, do you think, you know, you're mentioning earlier, do you think, uh, uh, oh, and I ordered my T-shirt, so I'll be walking around the neighborhood in the, awesome. in the morning with my Zoom 180 and my, my if you don't like that T-shirt. <laughs> uh, I love it. Do you think, uh, you mentioned, you know, King's got a pretty good cushion. I was reading, you know, Mike Brown saying Doma's getting, you know, hit in the head and beat up. You think you might give him a day off sometime soon? I know they're in a dog fight for. Not until, for not until they have, not until they have things uh, wrapped up. No, I don't think so. Okay. Not until that point. But I mean, well, towards the end of the year. Yes. All right, Nate. Well, thanks for taking my call. I can't wait till the coffee mugs come out. I'll be on my, on, on that board with that one too, but thanks again for the. For the suggestions with the golf and, and yeah. I don't know if Tom's going to be running that lesson out there. It just I just did the book the the dates and so thank you for all that. You have a great night, man. Yep. Take care. Thank you. Take care. You know when you're just starting out and Tom's great, but you know that just getting a, a, a PGA professional, you know, out there to help you with your game. It really doesn't matter which of the individuals. They're all good out at Hagen Oaks. They really are. And you know if you're just starting out the it doesn't matter who the actual individual is that's teaching you what is important is that you grip the club properly that you learn the basics and then after that then you can you know go out and hire an individual coach if that's something that you would like to help you more but at the beginning it doesn't matter what really matters is to do the basics uh right okay that's helping all right if you want to get in on the program all you need to do is hit that hand icon and we will put you uh, right on. I am looking forward to joining everyone at halftime and post game show tonight. Ryan will have the pregame show over on YouTube. So really looking forward to uh, doing that both tonight and tomorrow as the Kings are home to take on uh, the Boston Celtics. So a back to back for the Kings. And again, no. Laurie marketing tonight for the Jazz. So they're going to be without uh, their stud. All right, let's get to uh, Left Terrace. Left Terrace, how are you on this Monday? I'm good. Thank you for taking my call, Grant. Thank you um, very much. I have a comment to make. Um, you mentioned before that the Kings they can relax a little bit, rest some players because they have enough buffer. And I, I agree very much with that. Um, there's a lot of times, like uh, when I'm watching soccer, that's what they do too. They just... Uh, don't put them in the starting lineup, but maybe if the team doesn't do well at the, at the end of the game or half hour before the game, that's, that's putting back their uh, main players back on the field to make sure they win the game. Maybe the Kings, you know, they could do something similar to just keep the keep them the bench and see. Yeah, uh, I don't think the King. Yeah, but I don't think the Kings are going to be resting any players until they have a playoff spot uh, clinched, and we're in the final week of the season. I don't think, and again, I could be wrong, but I, I don't think they're going to start resting players until the final three games of the season, if they do at all. Yeah, I understand. But what I'm saying for game that it seems to be on paper easier yeah, than Yeah, get others. the guys out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yeah, I'm with you on exactly. that. Exactly, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, also, I would like to mention somebody, there's something to all of you guys who like football, watching football. Um, I, I, I have a YouTube TV and this weekend, because of the college of, uh, you know, the uh, college of, uh, basketball, they're experimenting now to show four games the same view. Uh, they split the screen four in fours. Uh, so you can watch basketball, four basketball games at the same time wow. on your screen. 
So they say they're experimenting that because they're going to deploy the, the new system when they have the NFL t- ticket, when the uh, NFL sure. season starts. So that would be a great uh, experience for all of us who would love to watch football or have the four games on the U.S. screen. Yeah, that's going to be great. It's a yeah, it's awesome. I mean, it it enhances the enter- the viewing entertainment. I, I I think it's outstanding. Yeah. Anyway, that's all I have for today. Thank you. Hey, thank you. Good hearing from you. Appreciate that. All right. If you want to get in on the program, all you need to do is hit that hand icon, and we will do it. All right. The uh, Kings and the Jazz again coming up. Ryan with pregame. And then uh, he'll join me at halftime and postgame. Looking forward to that. Uh, we'll do it again tomorrow when the Kings host the Boston Celtics. All right. If you want to get on before I wrap up the show, now is your opportunity. We'll be back uh, tomorrow right here on uh, Listen Up and each and every day this week. Jerry Reynolds, Wednesday at 3 o'clock as we get you to April. And believe it or not, playoffs. Wow. Playoffs. Un-freaking-believable. I think the Kings win tonight. No Sexton, no Clarkson, no marketing. You know, the Kings, as long as De'Aaron Fox and DeMontis Sabonis are playing, seems like as long as those two guys are on the court, uh, the Kings got an outstanding chance of winning these games. Keep you up to date also during the shows of that Memphis game against the Dallas Mavericks. The Warriors are in Houston, and as we said, the Timberwolves are in New York uh, taking on the Knicks. So Kings off the uh, road, and they have a chance to go 4-0 and increase their best road record in the conference. Pretty amazing, isn't it, when you think about road records in the NBA? Milwaukee is 22-13 and on the road. Philly is 22-12 and on the road. Boston is 23 and 14 on the road. The Knicks are a good road team at 22 and 14. In the West, Sacramento. You ready for this? 22 and 13. Denver's only 18 and 18 on the road. The Clippers are one game over 500 at 19 and 18. Everyone else is under 500 on the road. Yet the Kings at 22 and 13. Again, along with Milwaukee and Philadelphia, the best road records in the entire NBA. And again, in the West, it's surprising. You know, Denver, you know, that if you want to ask, is home court important to Denver? Yeah. They're 30 and six at home and 18 and 18 on the road. Think about that for a minute. Whereas the Kings are okay at home, not great, okay at 21 and 14, but on the road, outstanding at 22 and 13. Like if you look at Memphis, look at their disparity. Memphis is 29 and five at home and only 14 and 22 on the road. That's another reason why you want to finish ahead of Memphis, because if you play them, all right, down the road in the playoffs, those numbers jump out at you. Again, Memphis at home, almost unbeatable at 29 and five. One of those losses was to Sacramento but Memphis was not at full strength for that game. All right. Phoenix, 23 and 12 at home, 15 and 21 on the road. And again, the Clippers are even. They're 19 and 16 at home, 19 and 18 on the road. So just keep that in mind. And then, of course, 
no bigger disparity than the Warriors, 29 and 7 at home, 7 and 29 on the road. Go figure. That's hard to figure that out. It really is. So don't forget, Ryan, with the pregame, halftime, and postgame, all right, over on YouTube. Make it a fabulous rest of your Monday. So good to have you right here on Listen Up. Really appreciate uh, everyone chiming in, calling. I enjoy the banter back and forth. March Madness, the NBA. We have got so many things going on with NFL free agency. Before you know it, it'll be Stanley Cup playoffs. We've got golf with the Masters right around the corner. It's a good time of year in the sports world. Thanks for joining me and so long, everybody.